thank you to our three sponsors for supporting our podcast. John Russell's Art Caterers and Milltown Pies, who offer fantastic catering services. Alexander Grace Law, who provide modern and client-led legal services. And SBE Furnishings, who offer high-quality furnishings and electrical items at fantastic prices. Nineties, like I say, I already mentioned. You start, you, you end up having uh, quite a decent run at uh, opening the batting, and, and statistically, start to have some of your better years aggregate-wise. Was that a, a, an opportunity or a change in tact that you thought? You know, obviously, one or two players have moved on. There were maybe some spots at the top of the order there that you wanted to do at. Or did you just get thrust in? You know, get on with it. I ended up opening when I think Stan got injured because I, I didn't open that much with Stan. Um, but it was certainly when uh, when Yarrow was here. I know Blaise was on the other week about how much coaching he did. I, I used to get quite a bit off Yarra in nets. He'd just tell me just to hit through the V. Just said, don't try and cut, don't try and do this, don't try and do that. Just do what you're good at, wait for the ball and hit it. And just hit it over the top as hard as you can. And it just worked. And we just had a couple of seasons there that I opened. All you should do is hit the ball back over, over the bowler's head or, or over mid-off, over mid-on. And it just worked. Bit like, uh, you know, we, Joe's probably got a few more shots than me, to be fair. But but Joe went through a spell, I think, in his early career where Joe, it doesn't matter where they, but if they bowled outside off stuff, Joe would smack it straight back over uh, extra cover, wouldn't you, Joe? Yeah, I would. <laughs> I do. But yeah, um, I enjoyed opening. Um, Again, I don't think I have much brain brain power working. I remember going out one day and Nicky was opening and we played East Lanks and uh, this was a home game, one toss bat. I don't know how we're batting when Claude Henderson's bloody bowling, but uh, Nicky, right, Frank, right, Frank, take your time, take your time. First ball tried to smash him out at ground, straight back up in air. Barry Evans, what were he called that we used to nickname Barry Evans behind stumps? East Lanks. Matt Egan. Matt Egan, yeah. Ball come down. Thought, oh, you're out here. Start walking off. Matt Egan's dropped it. <laughs> so Nicky gives me a bollocking. Anyway, I just tried to do things. Same thing, exactly the same thing. Second ball. Just didn't listen to anybody. Brains of the gnat. I can remember Blaise telling me, a, telling me a story, and I don't know if I've got the details right, but I think you went out opening the batting and you had a theory about how you could have said every ball for six. For Heislerbad. <laughs> <laughs> That's your theory. It's a Faisal Heislerbad. How many runs can you get in a test match? 90 overs, 90 overs in a day, six every ball. <laughs> you used to work that out all the time, though, in every game. If we were chasing or something like that, you say, oh, well, we can win this in 24.1 overs if we score six every ball or something. Yeah, yeah, don't mess around. Get on there. <laughs> And that was it, and that's how you went out and battered, Frank. Yeah, yeah, just trying to hit every ball for six. <laughs> I'm going to ask you if you ever, if you ever considered for, for steam captaincy, Frank. But I think you just answered that answered that query. Well, Joe, sadly, Joe, you'll be wrong there. 
I've Come counted on. the first team, and uh, I think Jez will remember the when Matt stood down would have been t- 2000 when Yara finished, and he wasn't going to be Matt wasn't be captain because captain then Dave you had to hire and fire everybody. Matt didn't like it. Didn't like the area of telling somebody that they were dropped next week and then have to go crawling to them on a Saturday morning, Sunday morning, say, can you play, can you play? So then Stan took on that duty. That was, that was the time that Stan was injured. All right, yeah. Remember, but, but that season, remember, so that would have been the end of 2000. We had a, who was going to be captain, because Matt had think. So it was, remember, Chippy and Payne put up for it. Yeah. And then I put up for it. Because we didn't want them to to do it, with the greatest respect to them. I don't know. What, I don't know whose idea that was. Then I'd be more sensible than them to. But, <laughs> um, but if you remember, what happened was then Stan came along with a plan that he would do that management role, would be prepared to tell people they were dropped, sort the teams out, so Matt wouldn't have to do all that running around. And then Matt said, "Right, fair enough. I'll I'll continue on as captain." And that's when Chippy and Penny threw the teddy out. So that's why they ended up leaving. Yeah, I remember that. That was around that time, weren't it? Yeah. So that was the that that's was just that. as John Kent was coming. So then that, that year, that whole year, 2001, something like that, Frank. Yeah, 2001. I was Matt's vice captain that year. There you go. Infamous Worsley Cup game. You All just right. mentioned an infamous Worsley Cup game there. What, what were you referring to? Well, when I say it was infamous, it, it was we got in the dressing room uh, before the game. Matt was injured, so I, I was ended up having to captain. Who were we playing? Richter. First round at Worsley Cup. The first year they brought in power players. 15 overs, I think it was, or it might have been 10 that year. They had, they had sleep playing. Sleep was an amateur that year. They had a real line-up. So I don't know who pro were. Sleep would have been captain. Paul Adams. Yeah. Adams that was 2002, Lee. sorry. Yeah, we played Riston in 2002. 2002. And we had Ooh, Jack. Our pro, was our, our, our pro would have been Jack in 2002. Yeah, Jack, Jack was the pro. What do you remember about it, Frank? Because it, it, I mean, it does look interesting, but it's not flooding back to me. Well, it must have been the year before then. John, I'm certainly it was John Kemp's year because it was the year that John Kemp walked in dressing room and said, I'm, I'm not able to bowl. And I said, I look right, dressing room, we need to have five bowlers. So a little pinky was playing. Young Kropinski bowled that day. Bless bowled. Uh, we had Jeff Love as sub-pro. Oh, so Kent that, didn't play? No. It was definitely Rishton because Rishton went out at it, pulled out of a china shop. And after the, the, after the uh, power play, there was something like 40 for three. Frank, Frank, I'm quite sure it was 2002. With and, Jack? Yeah, and you're probably getting Pinky mixed up because of that 80% Volker you once drank at Tony Woodward's house. <laughs> because the lad you're referring to, I think, is Chris Astin bowled, bowled 10 over, well, 9.4 overs, 23 for four. And I do remember it, they're 117 all out. And they're a good side. You know, they've got Sleep as amateur, Russell Worley, Rostron, Adams as, was the pro. And we've knocked them off relatively easy. Yeah, so that's probably the game. Jack's 47 got out and uh, and wall 25. I do remember it. They went absolutely mental, didn't they? Yeah, they just tried to go at it. Yeah. Well, that was the year we got to the semi-final, wasn't it, 2002? Yeah. yeah. But not many people have, uh, have captained all, all for second and third team, Joe. So there you go. 
Well, I think I have. And I have. <laughs> I think so. And I think Gary has. Check thirds. Four out of five. <laughs> Gary, Gary, Gary's, Gary's played in a lot of third team games. Yeah, we've, we've done that podcast. That's, uh, <laughs> that's a wrap, that one. I'll tell you what's interesting, Frank. So we've moved on through the late 90s into the 2000s and we haven't hit why. What was the tipping point to turn you into a, the village idiot? It must have been. It must have been. What year did you start knocking around with Gaz Scully? Probably then. <laughs> Alcohol. Yeah, probably, probably about when Yara turned up. I think that's about the time because we there were a bit of rain that season. I can remember as we got a um, we got one of these super sopper water hogs, and um, Frank ever up for a dare or a bet got. I can't remember who it was who dared you, or you maybe. In fact, you probably even suggested it yourself. Nobody would be daft enough to think of it and actually dare you. I think you actually volunteered. I wonder what that water tastes like that it's mopping up, and it was, and because you used to empty like a vatite and pour it away, and it was, oh, it was, it was rancid, rancid the stuff. And you tell me the story, Frank. I don't know how it came about. I just remember somebody bringing you a pint glass. And you go in and fill in this pint glass of this liquid that's been mopped up round the ground with all the sort of chemicals and everything else that goes down on the ground, and you drunk it in one. Well, I'll tell you it is. It's already on it. Jez was the instigator in most of these episodes of me drinking something or dare of this. And if it wasn't him, it was his younger brother Nicky. He used to say, Frank, you've always said you'll bet me for anything. Here's 5p, I'll bet <laughs> you. So. Well, Frank, why don't we have a little, a little 10 minute topics? We could even, if you to put a jingle in, Frank's 5p bets. How many can we name? How many can you name? Right. How, many, how many can you leave in the podcast? That's more, uh, <laughs> that's more of a challenge. Right, well, I'll tell you what, you've mentioned one. So you've mentioned, oh, Gary's brought up the. Um, the hog water, because I remember Phil Astin going ape shit at that. You know, people had said, "We'll bet you five p," and you and you always took the five p off them. Uh, but Phil went mental because he said he could die. You know, what's in that ground? He could die. <laughs> and by which time, you know, you're halfway down, you're dribbling down, you're and all of your jumpers. So you, I'll bring the next one up. The back of the uh, groundsman's hut. It's really wet and damp, and it's another rainy day. We're off, we're off for rain, and some kids have come on, and, and they're carrying these mushrooms around. And I swear to God, the size of a dinner plate, some of the mushrooms they find. So the parents are going ape shit. Put them away, throw them away, throw them away. You shouldn't touch wild mushrooms. You never know what they're going to be. Frank looked at someone. Someone looked back and said, "I bet if I pay, you don't go and take a." <laughs> so he did. He went and bit. Uh, with this horrible big mushroom. Probably, I can't, I can't remember it where. 5p bet Frank, neck that tramp. The <laughs> 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 that story was, was 20 to 11 in the morning. She'd gone in there with all the mates, and we'd had a good morning. I mean, I know listeners... And so we're in Burnley Town Centre at eight, half eight in the morning, have a full English and get the bus X43 over. Frank is 
I mean, look, I mean, we could talk about it now, Frank, I think, because there's no medals for it. You weren't the best drinker in the world, but you would always drink strong lager. You would be, you know, drunk the first, but you would carry on all the way through. Yeah. You know, that's, you a fair, all... that's, a, that's a fair description, Jez. Uh, uh, Frank, what about um, whiskers in a pint glass? Oh, when you have that shaving for when you shave yourself in dressing room, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a good one. So I'd, uh, many a time, some of us would not shave much, maybe Thursday, Friday, we'd play cricket, going for a pint on the after the game, and we'd have a shave, and because of the cricket, we'd no hot water in the dressing room, other than what came out of one shower, you would put the hot water in a pint glass and shave yourself, so you've whiskers and um, shaving for a minute. Frank, I bet you can't drink this for 5p. Fucking give it here. <laughs> Over to you. They were good times, weren't they? <laughs> <laughs> Over Tomato to you. Juice. Right. Okay. That's that one that you you found, didn't you? Like, must have been two thousand. You found it dead, like nineteen ninety, weren't it, Robert? Yeah. A full crate of tomato juice, and he said, "If you drink them all, you can have ten p." <laughs> I used to get through about six, and literally projectile vomited all on. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> About them blue shorts that Matt used to wear, Frank. Oh yeah, yeah. Lick them. He, he had a pair oh, of like, lycra, he, he had a pair of like lycra, <laughs> like thick lycra shorts to, to stop him getting groin strains. And they were obviously they were they were thick, and he sweat a lot in them. And after we come off the field <laughs> at half time, someone unfortunately challenged Frank to uh, to lick them for five p, and he did it. Oh. <laughs> Uh, I think they go on, Frank. They go on and on. Uh, oh dear! Undefeated, Jez. Undefeated. Undefeated. Yeah. No one challenged you. Cast iron inside. You must have. Unbelievable. Because like, I, I, there's the stories of mayonnaise and glass bottles and stuff like that as well. So you know, I, we could we could have a separate podcast, all four Franks eating and um, uh, antics. But uh, I think no, we're on us. What about eating sachets of butter at sportsman's dinner with foil still on them? <laughs> Why did you do that? <laughs> that, was that was Irish Lee, wasn't it? Yeah. And there were a full bottle of mayo out at canteen, out at, no, out at tea room. Yeah. Every day mayo. Oh, jeez. <laughs> we walked in the Koinora on Manchester Road, which has been shut now for probably two <sighs> And Frank, Frank, I bet you can't eat one of those roses on the table for 5p. So he bit every head off all the flowers on the table and just crunched them and swallowed them. It's escalated quickly, this, hasn't it? We were just talking, and we're nice and serenely going along about Frank's cricket career. Now we're talking about all sorts of nonsense. Mm. I think as soon as I mentioned gas scully, it's gone uh, it's off the rails. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bailey's on a Friday night. So, pulling it back then. <laughs> there's a few more games around the uh, turn of the century there Frank that um, uh, like I said I think you probably had the uh, most consistent run and most um, you know runs there's a, there's a game away at Todd where you had a 116 opening stand with Sam uh, Stan Heaton where we successfully chased 180 you top score with 57 how can you bat so long we Stan and survive, a run, survive not being run out <laughs> you <laughs> That's easy, Gary. That's the game I were on with. <laughs> <laughs> that explains a lot, then. 
That explains a lot. Yeah, and, if, you uh, ever, if you ever get Chippy on the podcast, that Chippy was going, what's going on here? I feel it third man under the school, that big wall on the far side of top. A ball had come to me and I'd just was it in, straight over its stumps and chip it like, double take and go, eh. Just, just kept throwing it in like everyone over its stumps, like, that missiles and he's going, what's going on here? And he looked at my eyes and my eyes were all <laughs> And I went, and I just went out to bat and just started smashing that little, it was it Nash, wasn't it, that used to be, uh, was he? Was he Zimbabwean and then he went to West Indies later or something like that? Uh, yeah, he was Australian and then went to play for the West Indies, yeah. He played two, two internationals. He, he played for both international countries, into yeah. So, yeah, I remember putting him over at school a few times. <laughs> Stan, Stan was good to bat with. Unless you were trying to run. <laughs> and do you, so you didn't bat with Stan um, all that... You didn't open the batting with Stan all that often, Frank. What, no, um you batted more with Nicky. Yeah. And what was your kind of partnership like with Nicky at the time? Well, Nicky, I think when Nicky's years, Nicky was Nicky was captain. So uh, probably Nicky was probably a, a, Nicky and Blaise obviously then were our premier batsman. I would have thought at that stage. And Nicky, Nicky used to get frustrated with me, like probably probably most of my captains, because I just went out with that attitude. They're trying every ball for six. So, and he, I remember us playing. Um, Crompton in the, the Interle Intertoto Trophy, whatever we used to call it. We got to semi final one year. Yeah, we did. We played Crompton at home, and uh, Nicky said, They've got, they were like two out at circle, Frank. I think, I think they might have had you watched. So they'd mid off back on Park Boundary and mid ons back on Park Boundary. Don't try and smash it. First ball tried to smash it, got caught up and off. He went absolutely ballistic. <laughs> <laughs> what have I said to you? Just one answer, Nick. Faislabad. <laughs> what's the fa- what's the Faislabad thing? What's the connection there? So it's Pakistan test. You just go and you just go and if you get it's a test match, five day test, ninety overs a day. How many runs can you get if you hit six? Every ball. Right. So that may answer to him every time. Six of all, Nicky. Nothing matters. But entertaining people. <laughs> we lost the semi final, didn't we? I remember. We did, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're away, weren't we? Oh, no, we're at home. We were at Lower House, the semi final yeah. that we lost against Crompton. All right, I'm thinking of something else where we played over at near Berry somewhere. Ash, uh, I can't remember. Right, so and also yeah, you got another um, your tops your what turned out to be your top score uh, Lancashire League seventy six, uh, Baker Patom um, in a in a close game. Talking about you hitting sixes every ball sort of thing. You, just looking at the stats there, you you, you got seventy six off hundred and six balls, which is you know reasonable going opening mm. up, and uh, but fifty six of them were in boundaries off eleven balls. So you had another whatever ninety odd balls there. For, for 20 runs. Do you remember that in It sounds a bit of a yeah, strange mate. Yeah, I, I, I remember it because uh, they had, um, what was his nickname? What was their pro call day? His nickname was Horse. It Brad White. Brad White, yeah. Yeah, that was his His nickname was Horse. Um, Terry Lord will have bowled loads of overs that day. Terry Lord, W bowled his, his normal, really tight. Uh, Horse and uh, Terry Lord hit me about 70 of them balls. 
Pitch were, pitch were awful. I got hit 50, 60, 70 times that day. Terry Lowe just kept peppering me. Every other ball were hitting me. Whether it ribs, on arm, everywhere. But good win. Yeah, good knock then. Good side uh, pick up then. Yes, yeah, they were sort of laying out is in and around that time they'd uh, did some league wins, hadn't they? So moving on then, uh, season two thousand then was uh, we touched on it when uh, when Yarrow was in. You're saying you sort of got on with quite well and he helped you sort of coaching. The, the standout game for me when when he was playing was our was our last it was his last game for us, and it was it was quite a fixture in the in the situation of the league around that time. Backup were. I think Bakup were top of the league or had a chance of favourites to win the league. East Lanks also needed to stuff us to have a chance of winning the league, I think, then our results elsewhere. Uh, talk me through your uh, attire when we took the field. Well, Nicky yeah. would have been captain, yeah. Um, I had that Bakup gap on that day, didn't I? That was at, that was at East Lanks, wasn't it? <laughs> it was at East Lanks, yeah. <laughs> so you walk out, no... Knowing we're playing East Lanks, you need to beat us to win the league. Knowing that, that Bakeup also uh, need to win to, to have a chance of winning the league. And you, where, how did he get older? What was he? Who, who came up with that idea? Who, whose hat was it? It was Ch- Chappie's. Yeah, Chappie, Chappie yeah. gave me a couple of weeks before, and I just said we played him last game. I said we'll turn him over for you. Give us your cap, and I'll wear it all day. <laughs> so keepers Union. Yeah, keepers union. I tell you, was on. Ryan Ryan was scorer. Ryan Esketh. Yeah. And um, remember Briggsy Mark Briggs used to do Radio Lancashire Telegraph. He does the um, the does beer. a lot of the beer things now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Briggsy was the uh, Radio Lancashire commentator that day. He was live on Radio Lancashire. Why would, why would Ryan Esketh have been scoring? He was injured. All right. Yeah, so I think he had an injury earlier in the year, so so he was scoring a lot then. And uh, yeah, Briggsy was Briggsy was scoring right next to the score box. Good job they were to witness for me. I remember that, Frank. I really. It, it's, I'm just looking at the scorecard now, because I mean that you know half of Frank's stories about being daft as a brush. He knows what he's doing, and you know there is a bit of prep and planning. Certainly, unless he's whizzing his tits off. But there is some prep and planning. But no one knew what you'd done that day. No one, you hadn't told anyone, had you? No, no, no. After, you mean afterwards? And we, did you wear it to bat? Because we batted first. And I'm not sure you wore it to bat, did you? I just, I, I've just got this recollection of, of us being out in the field and maybe, you know, like you used to do, that daft warming up, throwing ball around. And someone said, what's Frank got on? And you're walking around, yeah, and you're walking around like a peacock with this makeup cap. <laughs> they, they were going mad. They were. They I'm, were trying, going, I'm, yeah. I'm just trying to think how, how I, I think... would have reacted if I'd have been captain. Gary, what would you have done? What would you have done if you'd have been captain of, well, of our team and he's got a makeup cap on? How, how would you deal with that? I, I don't know, Joe. I seriously don't know. I, I think I think probably possibly because it were at East Lanks, you might have turned off a blind eye. Yeah. Possibly because last match at season and a little bit funny, etc., uh, etc. Cetera, et cetera, turned another half a blind eye. Probably because it were Frank turned a, another half a blind eye. And before you know, it, you've got your eyes completely shut. <laughs> so it, 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 don't, it don't really matter. 
But but you, that, I think I think somebody grabbed Dave Wren. I think one of their committee guys went and and grabbed all the Dave Wren and 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 said, you know, this is not on. This is comp- you know, we're going to complain about it. Their players are saying, oh, you just want to want to stop stop us winning league. Well, yeah, uh, and, and and we did. And I think as long as we they needed a bon- a batting, they needed a bowl uh, the bonus point, and so yeah. we held out. I think we'd eight down or something like that. We held out there, and then uh, and Claude Anderson. Claude Anderson there, pro- he yeah, was going, yeah. he was going mental that day. We were really chirpy, and then when he came into bat and he got a few early doors and looked like because well, I think we only got 120 odd, and um, and he looked like he might, he might obviously he was the one to get. And uh, Chippy were getting right under his nose, right under, you know, really giving him some verbals. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and, and it, 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 I mean, it was a tough game. It was a hard fought game that day, and there were there were quite a lot of uh, banter going out, but it all it all kicked off with that cap, no doubt about it. Yeah, because they were convinced they were going to stuff us. You're right, Gary. We were 120, 44 over games, so it probably rain affected. Rain, yeah. Yeah, and uh, and they're thinking they've got us. And mysteriously, Frank, the Bay cap wearing batter, gets run out for none. <laughs> <laughs> and then you go out to bat, and it, they were all over Renners. You're right, and and I think Renners was a little bit disappointed, but. Because they had another reason to turn another of your blind eyes. They'd bake up a decent set of lads. They're, you know, they're a decent, decent club. And we probably, you know, if we're being truthful, which we have to be, we'd probably want bake up to win before East Lanks. Yeah. So, you know, so, but Rennes is getting it all off the um, off the tie brigade from East Lanks. And, and, and Frank's just out there, you know, he's like uh, William think- Tell. Yeah, I think internally we're fist pumping. We're running. I yeah. think he just like, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm I'm with I'm with the crew here. I'm not going to say anything. I, I, you know, good on him. I, I, I'm nothing to do with it, but yeah, well done, lads. Yeah, yeah that was funny. That what was year would that have been? I think that was two thousand. Correct. Two thousand. Yeah. yeah but also, yeah. Gary, your last game ever for Lawrence. Is it? Yeah, it says. And Simon Pearce. You know something, Jez? We played Bake Up the day before that. We played Bake Up won the league. Bake hey, right. They had um, they had Adam Dale because that's the day before we had such crack. I mean, we played down the bottom at Bake Up. Dale was having the ball doing all sorts. We batted. I don't know whether it rained, but we seen we didn't get many, but we were there all bloody day. Fifty nine. But I remember Adam Dale bowling me one that pitched outside leg stump, took my off stump. Bowl me, and they all walked off to like applaud everyone. I just put the bales back and I said, You can't do that, I just bowl it again. <laughs> not having it. <laughs> Which was good crack because Chappie and that, go on, Frank, you've got to go, so I'm not going. <laughs> but, but yeah, they were a good crack. But I think that's that's how I got the cap. It must have been the day before. Yeah, we did, you're right. Yeah, we 50 odd all eight, weren't we? 59, yeah. Yeah, Adam Dale, Adam Dale used to do all sorts. He had a bit on a string sometimes. The East Lanks game. I just need to put on record because I don't give you enough credit. Is that Jez took six for forty-four off twenty-one overs that day? So well bowled, Jez, and again gives us further sort of testimony as to why your ankle is like it is. Yeah, no, it's all right, Joe. I didn't think you. I thought you only brought it up when I went for non for two. <laughs> it weren't just me that bowled him into ground, Joe. <laughs> Everyone did. Every skipper took took pleasure in it. Yeah. I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we've just had um, 
texting Frank from a, a former captain of yours in the seconds, and he's he just wants to clear something up. And he, he I'll, 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 I'll read it out as he's written it. It says, I was captain in the twos at Todd when you started shouting, Stanley, Stanley, Stanley. I looked up and shouted back, what's up, Frank? <laughs> you then shouted, why don't we try and... And you cross both your arms in front of your chest so your hands were pointing in opposite direction like that fucking scarecrow off Wizard of Oz. <laughs> and I still, to this day, haven't got a clue what you were trying to tell me. Enlighten me. And that is from Paul Stansfield. No idea. <laughs> was, that, was that another whiz incident? Probably. <laughs> I was, I was a lot better then. That that would have been late, uh, early two thousand. That would have been two thousand three or two. Oh no, five or six. That. But post why don't we post try and tell some good tales? You were playing then, Joe? You were playing then? No, no. I Paddy was playing, and I was either scoring or tallying or watching or whatever. Right. So that would have been two thousand and six, Frank. Yeah, two thousand six. Like that, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can remember because I can remember because you used to have. This is a really boring wicket-keeping point, but you used to have a pair of um, Kookaburra Super Greens that you used to wicket-keep in, and then you changed. You had some red. You had some bright, brilliant red GM gloves that you swapped to, and I went and bought some because you had some. Wow, that's sad. <laughs> You're all worshiping. Jeez. I did I used to worship? I, I still do. But um, as a as a young wicketkeeper and having and watching Paddy, we didn't we didn't go and watch the first team. We had to go and watch. We had to, do we one thing, Joe. We do the, one thing, Joe. My wicketkeeping career, I never once bought a pair of gloves. I find them at the bottom of a bag, or I find them on the street. Never bought a pair of gloves. Street. <laughs> <laughs> well, or perhaps at the back of Alcombe Yardley's. I think, and in that, um, in that, in that era as well, Frank, um, we have discussed the year before, and I don't know if I'm if I'm jumping ahead of, of what what people had to, have got planned. But you you actually played a really important role in the in the first team when we won the league in two thousand and five. Can you yeah. give us your kind of recollections of of that? Yeah, it was a, I think it was a terrific. On the back of the Worsley Cup, it was a terrific. Uh, it was a terrific period. 2003 was probably the time I really, I thought we were, we were, we were maybe going to do something. Is it, I, I look back in the the games, there's a couple of games I looked at in July that year in 2003 where Joe played in one of them against Bacup, got some runs. Week after we played at Ramey, Charlie got runs. You know, you just thought these lads can, can really do something. But, yeah, the, the the championship year was, was terrific. I think all I think we played. I think we only used fourteen, maybe fifteen players that year. The eleven that played, obviously discounting the pro, but uh, and then Barrett, Chris Ashton, and myself were the only other three that we used. But yeah, I only played. I only played five games. But the one away at Ramy was uh, that was yeah that was terrific that game at Ramy. My old helmet there. Morally Kartik. <laughs> take every opportunity when he's on telly to uh, send him a message, giving him my regards. What happened there, Frank? 
if you re you might remember Jess, I think um, we we oh, we probably won the toss and, and, and elected to bowl. Johnny yeah. Russell got stuck into him. Johnny bowled terrifically well that day. To be fair, uh, Jack McGregor would have been keeping that year, um, and I'm not sure whether Finchy wasn't played. Finch, so Finchy might well not have been available that day, and Jack McGregor certainly wasn't available. So two probably of our better uh, eleven or our first start eleven weren't available. I know I remember that day and being really nervous because I knew it was a if we if we'd have won that game we'd have uh, we were going we were going points clear. It was it was really important at club. And I know I, 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 that's probably the only time I can remember ever feeling nervous at a cricket game. And ne never really being nervous at a game. Uh, there were loads from lawyers. They were everywhere. Yeah. yeah. They, were, they, were, they were brilliant. I mean, you were over, Jez. You were yeah. already passed yeah. deep before the game had started. But yeah. there were just so many people, some older heads, you know what I mean? A lot of people really expecting us to really do something. I remember being nervous. But uh, to be fair, Trip did me a real favour that day. Uh, Trip was at first slip that day and, and he talked me through the first couple of overs because I was a proper bag of nerves. But Johnny Russell, when he started getting into him, uh, it was fabulous. He didn't get so many. Um, 75 all out. Was, it, was that all he got? And then, mm, Johnny had seven for. Yeah, Macca was, Macca was was a good tactician at that. He knew what was required to sometimes win games. So I think Tiffa probably, so Finchie wasn't playing, so Tiffa went out and opened that day. Didn't get so many, maybe teens, but it was just the momentum that he gave us. Macca saw his own, probably. That was the day that Ben got a load of grief uh, from Cartick. Cartick being an absolute tool that day. Appealing every other ball, or every ball perhaps. Just ridiculous. There are ways of winning games, but it was just over the top. Macca told him later anyway. I certainly told him in the bar afterwards. Um, but yeah, but yeah, winning that game. And then I think the next day, I think we won again. We won again, and Rami lost. So it was a 24-point weekend for us, and they got none. It's fabulous. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Great, great memories to, to the, the Worsley Cup and then the league that year. Fabulous. Can I bring a game up from 2004 that's one of my favourite of all time? You probably know what I'm going to say. The tie at home against Enfield. Last game of the season. Was it the last game of the season? Yeah, full class. Game. I don't think it was, Frank. No, I don't think it was. Bet you. All right then. What we're we betting? Five p. Five p. Frank has to kiss I'll, a tramp. I'll, I'll bet you five p. It wasn't the last game of the season. Look it up, Joe. Uh, I have. Enfield, it was, Enfield at home. Tag. Yeah, the twenty-first of August, two thousand and four. Right, so I must have finished season four weeks early then. Oh well. <laughs> Probably finishing my season, Joe. That's what I meant. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> Yeah, I do remember it well. We'd obviously had the semi-final. Like I don't know why the first game went against Enfield. Semi-final of the Worsley Cup was, was just something special, wasn't it? Uh, but they needed they needed nothing off and all. Probably three, three, three off, maybe four. I think it was less than that. I think it was one to tie two to win off the last over with like three wickets. Three in wickets. And I know I certainly ran two of them out. You ran Dave Bracewell out off the last ball of the game. Yeah. To tie the match. And they were all out. Yeah, we got bonus points. We ended up with more points than them, didn't we? Nine points nine. for tie. Mm. Fabulous. We never <laughs> had one on them. I can't remember ties before like that, but but yeah, no. just we just but the run just out. Thought... The run out was the run out was all on Frank. The ball had gone through past the batsman, who played and missed, and obviously set off for a one because they needed 
are one to win. Frank's got his glove off and thrown the stumps down. And you weren't stood up. You were stood back because Fulton were bowling. And you've thrown the stumps down from, from, from back where you were to, to tie the match. Brilliant. Really stand, sticks out like clear as anything, I remember it. Just thought, just but just that kind of thing, Joe, I think, from that era, you know, that 2003, 4, 5, where we, whereas we'd have just lost that game, that we'd have just gone through the motions there, they'd have won, and we'd have lost, they'd have won by three wickets previously. But things like that, you know, they do stick in your memory because it's the memories that we, we'd have just gone through the motions, I think, and we wouldn't have won those games pre, or wouldn't have got anything out of them, you know what I mean? We'd just, everybody had slightly changed. You never, you, you, we never gave up, you know what I mean? From that 2004 year, Frank, obviously we won the Worsley Cup that year. And I always, as I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a geek to say the least. It, you know, it explains a lot of my life. But there's a picture on the Lancashire League website with you after we'd won the, after we'd won the cup with you on it. And it says, long-serving clubman Frank Entwistle can't quite believe it. It looks extremely emotional to say to say the least. To what to look at that picture? Can you obviously you? We'll talk about your kind of second team stuff as well. But at that point, had you got involved in kind of the organisation at the club and stuff like that? Yeah, or well before that, probably probably about seven or eight years in by then. Right, I think two thousand I started doing memberships. Ninety eight, I think I went on committee. I remember that was after after the. After the AGM and everybody had resigned and David needed bodies and needed help. But yeah, the the worst they cut was emotional, I think, for everybody. Just uh, the league, with the greatest respect to them, uh, when we got the home the home tie, they had no idea. They just, the league obviously thought, oh, here we go. We'll end up having to move this. Um, nobody gave us a cat in hell's chance. The facilities were really poor. You know, with great respect to everybody that's come beyond and what they've done, facilities were poor. We were the first to admit that. Uh, it was it was it was always a dump, but it was our home, and we just wanted to to put on a proper show, and that, and I think we did, and what we did that day, and more so, what the players did, uh, just became a crest of a wave. Just just to pick the Telegraph up and the Burnley Express the next day, and we were on front page. Incredible, yeah, yeah. I read that every time. There's one in the tea room. Is that the one from the tea room? There's one in the tea room as well, um, just to be honest. I go up in there every week, I mean, I just read it again. It, it sends a tingle down my spine. It's fabulous. Fabulous. I, I yeah, my just, bad memory of, the, of you in the run-up to Cup Final was how you basically organised the event. Yeah. I mean, everybody talks about how, how well organised it was and um, the uh, gazebos and the multiple bars and, and catering points. My memory is that you, you just organised that pretty much. You, you ran it, didn't you? Yeah, I mean, I'd said to David from the from, from start, that's what we'll do. We'll just run it and you've just got to go with it and we'll just see, what, we'll just see how it, it goes. I've been, how, did you, what was you, how did you know how to do that? I just pulled together some stuff that... It, you remember, Joe, we've been to finals before, haven't we? We have, we, we went been, to a few, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I just... Once we got to that semi-final... Uh, I, I started thinking about it. Well, I honestly thought before semi-final we were going to get the final, and I said to David, "It's going to be at home." And I'd already started stuff, mingling stuff, stuff in my mind, and probably because my, my head was full of gnats that all sorts starts coming out. You know what I mean? So, if you remember in the semi-final, we got knocked out. Uh, seconds got knocked out. 
uh, by Burnley at Burnley. And for the semi-final, we put a gazebo up at the old pavilion. So that was the idea of where the, the rest of the gazebos would come. And the idea for beer and whatever came from second team, I think we got them all to pay 25 quid. We just got loads and loads of beer in. And I was on Jack Daniels all day. I was right the best by end of it. It's a, the cup final programme's got a, a picture of me and I'm walking onto the ground at last minute with an empty bottle of Jack Daniels. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> K-line, so. um, but, but yeah, I just it, we just started and it just... It, it was like a ball, it just kept rolling and things kept developing. To be fair, David, uh, David gave me a bit of a free licence and just said, like, we'll just go with it. And the fan base, we got all, everybody just came together to, to you know, on the day. I think we were up at six o'clock on the day. I remember being in there, slept overnight in the club, so excited. Nobody could get, nobody could sleep. Uh, nobody Did you do could a... Did you do a sailor return deal with Tesco's? For yeah, we'd done, yeah, we'd done Tesco's as day. Every Tom, Nick and Harry, we'd done sailor return. Nobody thought about it before. We said, listen, just give us this. We didn't return a can. And we got, uh, there were 7,000 cans of Stella. <laughs> ridiculous numbers. And, 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 we just got, and we just got rid of it all. And we just came up with the plan to get people into the ground. And we thought if we get numbers into the ground, we'll get, something off everybody on that day whether it's raffle whether it's buying a bit of food whether it's some shades will then come to our cans uh <laughs> some of them were a bit mad i remember uh ken hankinson and the, the lads from the the railway club they had two next to each other charlie chips lifted uh, they had a forklift truck on the lane at uh, eight o'clock in the morning and they just lifted over an extra thousand cans ridiculous on pallets <laughs> Absolute chaos. <laughs> yeah, I've I've got it. Bit sad, really. I've got them on a a DVD, a, a little disc. I keep all the stats for that day. You know, how many tents were sold? Uh, who bought them? Uh, the the daft names of the tents. Do you know what I mean? How many people? How many match tickets were sold? Stuff like that. And that just gave us another template for 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 the worst, the second worst they cut file. You know, so. Well, it didn't just give us a template, Frank. I mean, other clubs, other clubs followed suit almost yeah. Yeah. immediately. Yeah, I think it's fair to say that like that from probably starting just before that, but then, from then on, I think all the any chance to come up with a, a money spinning event or a, a way of just including fans or memberships in you know in some sort of social event or you know out of season fundraising and keep the club in use all the time. I think. Uh, um, I know I moved obviously away shortly after that time, but um, definitely, like you're at the centre, a lot of that stuff getting organised. Obviously, like some art lighting and stuff, and, and people like that um, coming up with ideas. Um, but I think it's, I think it's a real, you know, we 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 took the piss and we listened to the daft stories and and all mm. this sort of thing and have a bit of banter. I think it's worth saying on a like a semi-serious note that you know something like that it's worth its weight in gold to clubs um where you've got you know somebody who can and pull those sorts of things together you know jez has been doing it for a long while with likes of uh sportsman's dinners and dra- raffles and draws and stuff like that but you've got to do you know you you can't just rely on on, on getting those things we've got to do uh extra things as well so it's amazing frank i think what you've done and uh, and how you pull things together and and you know you do a lot of it i think just like crack on and and, and get it done it's uh it's great to see. 
Great to see. I've never put. I think we're we're quite unique as a club, though, Gary. I think I, I, I speak to a lot of these, um, a lot of the other committee members at other clubs, and I don't think whilst we, whilst we have a committee, we have we have directors and we have management committee at Lower House, we, we 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 make decisions, we do stuff, we, we're doers. We're not uh, we don't pontificate. We get stuff done. Um, David did uh, a terrific job before him. Matthew's doing a, an equally tremendous job as MD, uh, pulling things together. It's about making decisions and, and, and getting stuff done. And, and ever since for the last 20 years or so, we've been doers at Law House. You know, the people who, who are getting involved are doers. You don't want people just to sit there in meetings and, and chew the fat over this and that and the other. We're there to make decisions, you know, for, for what's best for what we think is for Law House. That's all we can do. And the quicker we get those done, we can, we can move on. Yeah, it's really interesting that, Frank, that you say, you know, it is, it's, you know, it's it's a recipe for success, no matter what you're doing, whether you're a volunteer or or in your normal everyday business or whatever you do. And it it just brings me back to you know no names or pack drills, but why Renners went on the committee all those years ago. We had a committee of fifteen or sixteen people, and jack shit never got done. They were just yeah. committee meetings in, in a social club and. And the only reason I mentioned that, like I said, you know, it's, it's, there's no names mentioned because they were all volunteers and it was more of a social club than a cricket club. But I don't think Joe and Joel remember this. Frank and Gary mine, when they had that uh, that meeting and they were uh, they invited a lot of the players and spectators to come along and listen to the meeting of how they were trying to raise money because the, the club was on its arse. And we must be talking... I don't know, mid-80s, something like that. And one of the committee members um, was just sat back and said, I've come up with an idea. Why don't we kidnap the Prime Minister? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Funny. Fantastic, that. So it's, Gary's right, uh, you know, Frank, and it is, it's, it's almost like that silent, get on with stuff, you know, just, just do it. You know, we take the mickey out of Rusty and Tony mm. Woodward. Like you said, you know, you know what Joe does with the first team, you know the way the hundred clubs run and, and things like that. It's just silent assassins, and that's what you need in a in either a business or or a, an organisation where you don't pontificate and just get on with things. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, years and years ago, Dave. Probably, I mean, I don't, I'm not sure when you came on committee. Was it? Did you come on really when after that EGM, Jez? Yeah, it was before I was captain, and then I stopped on whilst I was captain, and I got extremely frustrated. There were still a few people on that weren't doers whatsoever, and because I get so grumpy about it, I thought I'd rather go away and do my own thing and just contribute to it without having to go down to the club once every Thursday, you know, once a week, and sit there for three hours and achieve nothing. So I, you know, yeah. I away from it. Uh, but all credit, that's all come back now with the way that you know the directorship's run. Gordon, Gordon, send more house to save the house.